What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. This is not another Baptist podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbits.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. Instead of Kyle, I have Dr. Michael Reiner. Mike, how are you doing? Tell us where you're from. It's been a while since you've been on the show. So tell us where you are from, what God is up to, and a little bit about your family, and, and then we'll dive in. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Hensley. It's so fun to say, Dr. Hensley, congrats again <laughs> on your graduation. Finally, finally, you graduated from the Crown Jewel Seminary, Southwestern Baptist Theological Amen. Seminary. Man, what a great institution. Yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm Michael. I have uh, been pastor at Rock Hill Baptist Church uh, right outside of Tyler in a town called Brownsboro, but we're really closer to Chandler, Texas. Um, anyway, been there almost two years. Uh, I've got a wife, Abigail, three little girls. We're also invested into foster care. So currently we're doing foster to adopt and uh, the roller coaster. Uh, foster <laughs> care is real. And if you're a foster family, man, our hearts go out to you and our church goes out to you. And if you need to DM me and talk about uh, some of the trials of foster care, I mean, I, I, I'm all ears. I'm available for you if you need to talk to somebody. Anyway, that's a little bit about us. Uh, been in Texas all my ministry career, all my ministry life, uh, Baptist all my life, uh, baptized in a Baptist church, and uh, called the ministry in a Baptist church. And uh, I'm grateful for the investment of Southern Baptist or Great Commission Baptist in my life. So thanks for having me on, uh, because I think the last time I was on, it was the least listen to podcast you've ever had. So thanks for giving me a second chance. This is your chance at redemption, baby, because in uh, in the full story for there is Potomatic, our, our host, like died right after we published this thing. And so I'm, I'm ready to see, you know, this is this Michael Kreiner. Everybody loves Michael. I mean, he wears red pants to preach. I'm all excited about this. It's going to just take off. And it was right after, if I remember, it was at the, we recorded it at the SBC annual meeting. I don't know if we were allowed to be in the room we were in, but we just snuck in a room, recorded something really well. And that was, I think, the day that Kyle gets up there and makes his ridiculous little question thing. And uh, and so we had all of this interest coming into our podcast and then showing up and you saw all of these visits uh, that were registered to our podcast deal, but zero place, like almost nothing. And I'm like, what has happened? And then we found out that basically Potomatic was down, but but we are glad you're back. And so maybe today you will have some redemption. And, uh, and but, you know, since we're pastors and, uh, and serving the Lord is such a, a joy, I, I like how you talked about the uh, investment of Southern Baptists that have had in our lives over the years. We're obviously beneficiaries. Uh, is that the right word? Uh, from our education at Southwestern, uh, we were actually able to go there and relatively uh, afford it uh, because of the generosity of Southern Baptist. Uh, I just started thinking about from, you know, obviously the, uh, the churches I were in, I was in, Southern Baptist, but we did vacation Bible school, used the Lifeway curriculum. So we had had that there. We we used it in our Sunday schools. And then obviously going to school and so forth, it is just a joy to see uh, what Southern Baptists can do 
together. And so our church, we run, you know, Sunday had uh, well over 100 people. Uh, Sunday, I'm going to put you on the spot. How many did you have? Uh, I honestly don't know. So oh, this is my mom. My mom would be so mad at you because that's the I, only, she doesn't ask me how my church is doing. She's like, what you running? <laughs> yeah. always... so, here's my pastor trick. I don't know if this is good or bad. I don't get any stats until Tuesday. Amen. If I find out on Sunday or Monday, I'll get either excited or depressed. Uh, and yeah. I f- facetiously there, but, but if I find out on Tuesday, there's literally nothing I can do about it now by Tuesday. I go, well, I yeah. can't change those numbers. They can't yeah. go up. So, you know, cause if I get that word on Monday, I'll start game planning going, well, what could we have done different? How could I've changed this or that? But when I find out on Tuesday, it's like, well, Sunday's coming. So let's just get back to work. So that's a little pastor, uh, trick that I use. I, I really, I really don't know. And I won't know until tomorrow. Yeah. So thanks for completely totally ruining my point. What I was going to say is a smaller church like mine, a larger church like Dr. Kreiner's, everything in between, bigger than us, smaller than us, are able to work together and we see missionaries go across the globe. We have churches being planted. I've loved some of the graphics that the SIN Network has been bringing out of just the the red dots that are just spreading across these areas. And, And it's great to see that. And so we have received uh, the CP uh, benefits for, for many years in terms of our education and so forth. Uh, and now it's a chance to pastor and encourage our people uh, to see that continue on. And so I'm grateful for uh, your leadership in that at, at your church as well, because I know you highlight uh, what we can do together, uh, whether it's big church, small church, everything in between. And yeah. so thank you, Kreiner, for, for that. Uh, I did want to share a pastor joke for you because we are in James and making our way through kind of slowly. And uh, I was going through James chapter one, verse uh, 19 through 21 yesterday, where my dear brothers and sisters, we need to be uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, that kind of thing. And somehow I got on this tangent about how uh, we just need to wake up and listen, uh, right? That and, and on a cuff, like just, this is why I normally stick to my notes and I write these kind of things because for whatever reason, Eutychus comes to mind. And I'm like, you know, Eutychus was in the, the right place at the right time, but he fell asleep. He wasn't listening and ultimately died. And I said, you know, so, some pastors would make the joke that Eutychus too, if you fell out of the window. Uh, and others would make the joke that this is what happens if you fall asleep in church. But what I wanted to share with the folks that at the end of the day, he was in the right place, right? He was where he needed to be to hear the word, but he wasn't listening. And uh, and so I don't know why I'm sharing that other than I wanted to throw the Uticus 2 out the window if you fell out of the window. But uh, have you ever said one of those lame jokes? And as soon as it comes out of your mouth, you're like, what? Why did I yeah, well, you know, you've got girls, and I think we pride ourselves to a degree of dad jokes. And you know, there's there's dad jokes are already pretty bad, you know, corny, but then then pastor jokes, like they're like a level. It's like leveling up in your in your awfulness when it comes to comedy. Yeah. So to, Sunday was an example. I u- I've used this number of times. You know, the the Sadducees are sad. Can't you see? I mean, like that's why they're the Sadducees. It's bad. It's, it's uh, but people go, they give you the, the, you know, the, oh, that's cute. Thank yeah. you for ruining our day now. Um, yeah. It's the same with the Pharisees. They're not fair. Can't you see? I mean, so there's all these, <laughs> pa- pa- there's, pa- there's dad jokes and there's pastor jokes. And it's like, you know, it's the same way with Adam and Eve. You know, why, 
you know, God comes to Adam and he says, I'm going to give you a, a lady who's going to be able to cook and clean and do everything you could ever imagine, but it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. And so Adam's response to God is, well, what can I get for a rib? And here we are. I mean, so those are awful jokes. They're just, they're just tragic, but we've we used them and we regret the second they come out of our mouth. <laughs> for sure. And uh, speaking of being where we need to be as Southern Baptists, some that listen to this are not Southern Baptists, but uh, next week, uh, or this is going to live, go live on Friday, a lot of people will be jumping on planes or in the cars, or maybe even somebody going on a train, I don't know, uh, bus, Uber, whatever it's going to be, to make their way to Nashville, Tennessee, because Southern Baptists are coming together uh, once a year, unless COVID happens, we come together and uh, meet for what's called the annual meeting. And at that meeting, we've had uh, episodes to this point that there will be votes to happen, resolutions to come, motions to be made, or in the case of uh, one of our co-hosts here on the show, standing up to ask a question and somehow forgetting to ask that question. All of this kind of stuff happens in the room. But as we are going to where we need to be going in Nashville, uh, we will be passing people along the way. Uh, we're going to be in planes that so will be filled with people. Uh, we will be in restaurants, especially if you're around Nashville and around the Music City Center, that are going to be filled with people. We're going to be in hotels that will be filled with people all along the way, uh, unless you are just an extreme introvert and hiding in your car. You're going to be around somebody. And, uh, and so I shared, we talked about this before we came on, I shared the uh, the blog the other day about your witness. Every single person that comes to Nashville next week uh, is going to have a witness. And that witness is either going to be great or it's going to be bad or somewhere in between, uh, right? All along the way, we are representing not just Southern Baptists, that's important, but we're representing Christ. And, uh, and so in that blog, I just shared just some ideas of how to be a good witness in the room out of the room, on the plane, out to eat, at the hotel, on the escalator, and kind of everything in between. And um, so we're just going to talk about the, the call that we have as we go to Nashville, and, and specifically as pastors. Most of the people that tune in are going to be pastors, church leaders, and, and I think all of us from the pulpit on any given 52 Sundays of the year will tell our people that they need to be living out their faith, making disciples as they Go. being a witness, being a good neighbor, all of the different things that's going to come out of our mouths on a Sunday. And yet we go to Nashville with an opportunity served up on a silver platter to actually be representatives of our church, of our convention, most certainly of our Savior. And then we look like an utter fool. <laughs> and so, so this idea of being a witness as we go, uh, Kreiner, uh, talk, talk to us. I, I assume you're going to be flying. And uh, so you'll be probably coming into DFW. Perhaps we might even be, in, be on the same plane together. We'll be coming out of Love Field. I don't know. I'm sorry Lord if help. we do, because we've done that before. That we was have. not fun for you. And uh, but, but talk about your witness as we're leaving and making our way to and from uh, Nashville. What are some things to keep in mind? Maybe some pro tips that you've used in the past when you've traveled. Well, I, I thank you again, Matt. And I think the article's great, by the way. I know that you're, I'm on this podcast and that's, you know, we're talking about it and that seems like pandering, but maybe it is. But I would just say, look, one of the things we teach our people <clears throat> is that we, you know, we want to declare the gospel, disciple the believer, but then we want to deploy the church. So as you're leaving from our campus on a Sunday morning, we're telling, hey, you're deployed. You're not dismissed, yeah. you're deployed. 
uh, go and be on mission. So in the same way, uh, if, if you're not thinking and, and thinking about that already, hey, I'm got to sent me on mission. You know, we're, we're Great Commission Baptists. So we, we understand the Great Commission. We quoted it. We've got it probably in our church. We've got it framed in, in some, you know, we have it posted somewhere. We've talked about it. We try to bring it up to some degree uh, occasionally in every sermon about the Great Commission, how important that is. But the command in that, that passage is to make disciples. We all know this, so I'm not teaching you anything. But before that, he says, go, therefore, you know, as you as you go. So it's this idea of, hey, we, we are already on the go. At, wherever you're going, make disciples. And so this isn't a new idea. We, we've just got to help. Rem- we got to remember that that's what we're supposed to be doing. It's easy in the room or at the hotel um, or on the escalator or train or plane or whatever you're at to become uh, just interested in what you have to get accomplished. Yeah. I got to get here. Then I got to go here. Then I got to go here. I got to get my car. I got to Uber or what, whatever it may be. And you're just about your mission, but we're to be about God's mission. And maybe that delay or that interruption or that, you know, whatever that may be, maybe God is inviting you to participate in the mission that he has sent you on as you're going to Nashville. And so for us, we want to help people understand, and we have to remember, it's not my mission, it's his. He's he's invited me to participate, but I got to begin thinking right now, the mental game of doing it. Um, And then I think, I think secondly, you know, for me, what helps me is, is to visually have that reminder. And so I don't know for you, it may be, you don't put something in your pocket, you know, uh, sometimes I'll carry around a little coin that has a cross on it. I know that sounds a little cheesy, but uh, my daughter gave it to me as a Father's Day gift several years ago. And sometimes I'll just put that in my pocket. And when I touch it, I remember, hey, I, there's a there's something bigger at play than me just doing what I need to do. So a physical reminder. So a mental reminder, a physical reminder. Uh, some people use a, a band. You know, I think uh, those those uh, you know little rubber bands that go around your wrist. Uh, yeah. I, those are always helpful as well. Um, but then but then I think you could have you've got to have a spiritual reminder. We've got to be prayed up. Uh, I I tend to respond to difficult news or maybe push back from a sermon or an email that's a little bit more caustic than I'd like when I'm in the right spirit. But if I'm automatically defensive and it seems that things, people get really defensive online so quickly, we're reading things in the worst degree possible or image of people, although they presented that image is to the worst case possible. So I've got to think mentally, physically, but also spiritually. I've got to be spiritually ready. And I, I love what uh, our president, current president, outgoing president, I guess you could say, has invited us to do, to pray. I, I loved it when uh, Steve Gaines did the same thing. President Steve Gaines, Dr. Gaines did several years ago to, during his presidency to pray. Um, so those are, a few, those are a few things that I would, I would, I would offer up to, to you today. Yeah, I uh, I love the reminder just to you know as as you go be looking for those opportunities because it yet yeah, a couple of days ago just the uh, a great perspective happened a lot of tomfoolery was happening online and you're just getting frustrated you're starting to get worried about what this week is going to be like and everything else and and I was just getting kind of like you talked about in that unspiritual side of just getting almost depressed over this and frustrated with this and, and trying to do everything I can not to post something like right right now I've got plenty of drafts in the folder that thank God will never see the 
light of day. But then I got a call from Heath Peliquin, who had just had somebody pop into his office and confess Christ just right on his knees, trusting in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and I'm like, suddenly, boom, right, yeah. right onto cloud nine. I mean, because yeah. that's what we're doing. And and I, I think about how quickly we will talk about, you know, the person we're going to vote for this resolution that's going to come or how upset we are about this tweet or this letter or whatever it may be. And, and then what ends up on the back burner is that we're ultimately going to the mission field where you are right now, wherever you're listening to this is the mission field next week. That mission field is going to shift to Nashville. If you go yep. there, or if you go somewhere else, wherever you are at any given time is your mission field. And, and when I'm constantly thinking about the politics, it's riding right in front of us and yeah. getting onto the back burner is just this gospel that we're to declare. Then that gets out of sight, out of mind. And uh, so that's a great reminder, whether it is that coin or for me, I've got the NAM bracelet that I hope they have a new one next year because it's looking pretty or this year because it's looking pretty rough. I still got it from two years ago. Oh, it is yeah. all about the gospel. And so it's always a reminder as we go, uh, to be looking for those opportunities to uh, to share. Uh, talk talk to us real quick. This really is is kind of dovetailing uh, off of that. Uh, as we are in the hotel rooms in our uh, meeting room, as we're going into the different exhibit halls and so forth, uh, there are going to be a ton of Southern Baptists, and uh, though. <laughs> We hope they're all saved. Uh, that's not necessarily the target, uh, but you know, some people may kind of reveal different things. But that's not the point. We we will be surrounded by volunteers. Uh, some of them, of course, from churches, but also some staff. Uh, I don't know what they wear at the Music City Center, but they will be pretty easily identifiable. Every place we've been, usually some kind of event staff shirts or whatever it may be. Uh, what are some tips that maybe you have because everybody is going somewhere? Uh, yeah. including that person that's working there. They, they've got something they have to do. Uh, the waitress, the waiter, as you go out to eat, what are just some quick ways to maybe kind of plant just a small gospel seed uh, yeah. as we're going in that, that environment? Yeah, I, that's a great question, Matt. And I, I think it's similar on a Sunday morning for me. You know, I, I want to walk slowly through the foyer. I know everybody's foyer may be a little bit different size. Um, uh, ours, ours is larger than normal. And so I want to walk slowly. Sometimes I'm trying to get where I want to go. I, I, you know, I walk with a lean, if you will. I, I, got, a, I got a place to go. I want to get there as quick as I can. So I think in the, in the halls, man, walk slowly and pay attention. I think, man, again, this goes back to being on mission. I, we just don't pay attention. But, but secondly, when you are, when you have an opportunity or maybe you create the opportunity, here's a simple question that we, we train our people on. We just say, we just say, even with our first time guests, this is the question we ask them. Hey, has anybody told you today that Jesus loves you? Has anybody, has anybody told you that? Just, it's just a simple question. If they say no, then you can just say, Hey, I want you to know Jesus loves you. Here's how he's proven his love for you, that God sent his son to die on the cross for you. I mean, it's, it's a really simple thing, but shame on us. Shame on us if a volunteer or an employee at the music center is around 15 plus thousand messengers of Southern Baptist churches and nobody yeah. tells them, hey, God loves you. Yeah. And maybe they get annoyed. Let's annoy them with that mm -hmm. statement. You know, yeah. and, and <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'm probably not going to see them again unless they are in eternity. But but I would just say shame on us 
if uh, walking on the streets and interacting with people in downtown, although last time I was in Nashville, it was like shut down. Uh, but, but shame on us if there are 15,000 of us and not one person has shared, hey, has anybody told you that, that God loves you? Or maybe you feel compelled, the spirit compels you. Has, okay, has anybody prayed with you today? Is there anything I could pray with you about, pray for you about? And you'd be surprised. Some people say no, and that's okay. Some people say, you know what? My kids, there's some issues going on. Man, what a great opportunity. I know we got places to go. You have a ticket. Getting first in line doesn't make you more important. Sitting up closer only means that you get spit on by somebody on the podium. So just relax, walk slowly, and then ask specific questions of of those that you come in contact with. And that can be even with other messengers. Hey, you know, when I see you, Matt, I want to be able to say, has anybody told you that Jesus loves you? And you go, you know what? Nobody has told me that today. And I need a hug, you know? So. <laughs> and I was forgetting. Yeah. And, and I, I love it. You know, Dr. Queen came on and, and talked about, he longs for the day that so many people are doing this, that it's no longer effective. Like you walk up to yeah. somebody, yes. Uh, you know, be, and that, that has happened here in, in Mayhill. Of course, a much smaller net. Uh, but we we leave. That's usually my last reminder for our folks. Hey, remember, as you go to the restaurants or wherever you go this week, yeah. ask people as you go, has anybody told you God loves you? So I end up usually being the last person out of the church and, you know, locking up, turning off everything. And so I end up being the last one usually to come into the Mayhill Cafe, which is about a quarter mile from our church. <laughs> and I walk in there and usually... Uh, depending upon what the, the waitress or waiter would be, I'll ask them, be like, yes. And, and before I even start talking, like, I'm like, hey, has any, yes, yes, yes. Yes, <laughs> so, yes, please. It's, like, it's no longer effective there. And so I wanted to start like, you know, messing with them. Like, has anybody told you like you have pepper in your teeth? And then, you know, like throw them off. But, uh, but that's a great reminder too, uh, that, that that's helpful for those that are working waiters, hotel staff, you know, the Uber driver, you're, you're in a rather captive audience. So be careful, uh, maybe making them upset. Uh, but yeah, you know, because they can drive off a bridge somewhere, you never know. But uh, also when you are on the escalator, or in the room, or, you know, when you're around 15,000 people, there's probably going to be a lot more than that. You're going to be sitting perhaps by your wife, a friend, a pastor buddy, or whatever. But certainly, in a seat in front of you or diagonal from you, you're going to have some knucklehead from Rock Hill Baptist Church there that you've never seen in your life and ask them where they're serving. Ask what's what's something God did for you this past year and, and maybe even pray right there. Imagine yeah. if all of those people in that room take an interest in these and see them as truly brothers and sisters in, in Christ on the same team. Yeah, I think just as an aside to that, I mean, I be you're going to have to be okay with people near sit, sitting near you who will vote differently than you will vote and you'll see it because those ballots will go up and you'll go wait <clears throat> they they think that and and, and again <clears throat> you're gonna have to be okay with that uh, i i mean i remember when uh, there was almost the third vote with dr Gaines and and dr uh, greer and and when jd pulled his name out and there was all that and, and a gentleman some gentlemen next to me were like hey man we were we were all in on Gaines." Uh, and they said, but man, we have a tremendous amount of respect for JD Greer. We didn't know who he was. We knew who Dr. Gaines was. So that was really their primary reason for voting. But they said, man, that gives us a lot of hope with that kind of integrity that somebody would do that. It was just a, it's a really positive thing. So be, be aware that there's going to be people around you, but the way you diffuse that is through 
friendship and building relationship and being okay with having somebody disagree. You're going to be at a lunch or a, a dinner and you may be at a table of there's a different viewpoint at that table. We are still part of the same Southern Baptist convention. It's a big tent, 47,000 churches, lots of members. So be aware that's probably going to happen and be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and remember that your space, your, your, your face speaks volumes as well. That's something I have to remind myself because I do have resting Baptist face. And so, and I tend to like to sit in front of those uh, numbers. Yes. And so I know the value of humor in making people laugh. And so at tense times when we were in uh, Dallas, especially there were some uh, tense moments that we had there. Uh, you know, I had some of the people in my, my section just kind of in stitches, uh, not, not disrespectfully, but just lightening the mood. You know, it's the same thing we do in preaching. You know, we're not up there as a comedian, but we no. know the value of humor. Sometimes humor allows truth to come in as the skit guy said on the show. And so, you know, sometimes yeah. just making it a little light, uh, you know, making a joke here and there, not, not necessarily disrespectfully, uh, but, but that is helpful as well. Well, Michael, I cannot wait to see you in Nashville between now and then just decide. All right. That's one of the things that Dr. Queen talks about is just waking up in the morning and deciding uh, that I'm going to share the, the gospel, right? Yeah. We're, we're called to. So it's, it's still a decision that we have to make to open our mouth to do so. We'll decide right now, one, that you're going to be there, right? Decisions are made by those who show up as SBC this week likes to say. Uh, and of course we, we know from Hamilton, I want to be in the room where it happens. We know all of that. So we need to be there, but we need to also decide that, yes, you might be disappointed at various points along the way. Yeah. Uh, but God's great commission continues on. The kingdom yeah. is going to continue to advance. And, uh, and we want to do what we can to see that uh, happen and be faithful to be a part of it. And so as we go in that, don't go in looking for a fight. Don't go in looking to be disappointed. Don't go in looking to be frustrated. Go yeah. in looking for an opportunity to be a witness, uh, yeah. to be filled with joy, and to love on those that are around us. And so since uh, outgoing President J.D. Greer has called us to prayer, it's not Wednesday. I don't think he would say that you can only pray and fast on Wednesday. Uh, this is Friday, and you might be listening to it on Saturday, Sunday. If you are not driving right now, we just invite you to close your eyes and pray with us. And yeah. uh, Michael's going to close us in prayer, just kind of his prayer for the SBC as we prepare to, to wrap up, and then we'll wind this down. And so if you're able to just simply praise with, pray with us, close your eyes, do whatever you do. Uh, if you're driving, keep your eyes open because we don't want you to die before the SBC annual meeting. Uh, so just let's take this moment to pray as we prepare to gather in Nashville. Yeah, thanks, Matt. And again, thanks for letting me be part of this. And uh, let's pray together. I'm going to read a passage as well, but let's pray together as we prepare our hearts. Father, we come to you right now, and Lord, we're grateful that you have invited us to have a relationship with you, that you paved the way by sending Jesus to the cross to die in our place. Jesus, you resurrected, and then, and then Jesus, you sent us the Spirit who lives inside of us and seals us with the, the hope that we have for the future. But Lord, there's a lot of uh, things that are circulating in our hearts and minds and online in the SBC. We know that the SBC is not the kingdom of God. We know that Jesus, it's your kingdom that we want to exalt and build. We, we want to be part of that. And so, Lord, I'm asking today that 
that the men and women who show up to the convention this this week, uh, that they would not be insecure in their identity in Christ and think that they've got to make their name known. But may we be secure in who you've called us to be as your sons and daughters. We are yours. And as Peter charged the elders, he said, all of you clothe yourself with humility toward one another because God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. So, Father, I'm asking that our posture together would be one of humility. We would clothe ourselves and, and maybe even submit ourselves one to another, submit ourselves to the truth, obviously, submit ourselves to one another because you resist the proud. And Father, it seems that online there's a lot of pride in my own heart, and I, I see it so clearly in others as well. But Father, I see it in myself. May we clothe ourselves with humility. And Father, we're asking that you'd be glorified because we know the task at hand. We each have a church to go back to as pastors that we are to serve, that we're to help others heal, but also help others come to follow you. God, give us that strength. Give us that courage in the days ahead. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thank you for coming on, Kreiner, and thank you for listening. Uh, next week, uh, obviously, all of the podcasts that we have on this uh, feed from the Potluck to Not Another Baptist Podcast will be in Nashville. Uh, we are hoping to record. And uh, Tuesday, of course, is when the Potluck usually airs. And we're hoping to have something for you on Tuesday, but we might wait until after the annual meeting, just because a number of stuff is still going to be happening, obviously, on Tuesday and, and Wednesday. And so we might combine them. So we just want to give you a heads up. If you don't see something on Tuesday, uh, Jay Allen, Jared, were not raptured, uh, but they will be back uh, with SBC News. Uh, but uh, until then, we hope to see you in Nashville. If you're not going to Nashville, a great thing to do on Tuesday and Wednesday uh, would just be to pray for us. Uh, you can watch it online, of course, but maybe pray. Uh, pray that God would be using this time ultimately to save a ton of folks in Nashville. Yeah. I, I yeah. can't think of a better thing than to see maybe 15,000 missionaries show up in Nashville and leading 15,000 other people to Christ or more. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so we've got crossover happening beforehand. We've got other things going on. So be praying that God does a mighty work in Nashville because of, or in through and in spite, like I like to say here at church, of our faithfulness. And so thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Kreiner, for coming on. And until Thanks next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel we declare. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to connect with you on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or our website at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Until next week, we encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day and God bless. What's wrong with you people?